live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Rush under pressure. Throws deep. Skinny post. Walk in. C.D. Lamb. He got clear and he walked the dog. 30 and a touchdown. Snap to Murray. Going to throw. And it's a fade right side for Brown in the end zone. Brown hauls it in. And it's a touchdown. What a catch by Hollywood. Second and goal to go. Chiefs at the 10. Slant. It is caught. It's caught by Jody Fortson. Rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Straight ahead to the 10. Out to the 15, 20, 25 to the 30, 35. Nixon stumbles, breaks a tackle, and Nixon's on the loose to the 40, 30, 25, 20. Good night, Vienna. Pistols firing. Touchdown, Oklahoma State. Jaden Nixon with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Big hole for Miller. Kicks right up the middle. To midfield, here's Miller to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. Touchdown, Kittray Miller from 69 yards out. And the Hortons keep pouring at all the Sooners at Fort Worth today. Again, don't we, we're not very good, obviously, right now. You know, we got a lot to get better at. You know, talent doesn't win games. Uh, teams win games, and uh, we got a lot to, to get better at to be to become a good football team. Hour two on a Monday morning, October 3rd. It is OU Texas week. We'll talk about that later. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE is the place to be. The bad boy mowers are there. The CF motos are there. It's the coolest place in town. Two locations, one in Newcastle and one in Goldsby. We did have a couple of firings yesterday in college football. This is a thing now. More and more. I think it's, you know, it's got to be the early signing period thing. But teams firing coaches in the first half of the season did not used to be a thing. It is very much a thing now. Wisconsin fired Paul Christ yesterday. Colorado fired Carl Durrell yesterday. Of course, Nebraska is looking that Colorado get ahead of this. It's a good thing. Arizona State's <laughs> looking for a coach. Why, why, what's going on? Like, I don't think Colorado's a juggernaut, but once upon a time they they were. They uh, they, like they were Colorado really good. Colorado and really, Nebraska really for the Big Twelve North every right, year. Right? No, they were. They were. I don't know. But uh, that's a distant memory, right. though. I'm afraid. And even um, oh gosh, a couple of years ago, the coach that's at Michigan State right now, when he was there, they had a pretty good team. Um. They played Oklahoma State, didn't they, in the Alamo Bowl? I mean, they were in the college football playoff mix, but I'm just saying they were pretty good. But, boy, they're terrible now. Anyway, we fire coaches. TJ, uh, are you sitting down? Uh, I'm actually standing. You want me to sit down? Sit down. You're going to need to sit down for this. All right. All right, I'm sitting down. The new college football rankings are out. College football rankings kansas is ranked 
and Oklahoma is not. Kind of bizarre world are we living in? Let me add this. Let me add this to. Let me add this to your plate. Are you still sitting? I'm still sitting. OU and Texas play this Saturday. Kansas and TCU play this Saturday. And college game day is going to Kansas. Oh, I hadn't heard that yet. Because it's a bigger game. It is a bigger game. No doubt it's a bigger game. You got two uh, very good teams early on, or what appear to be good teams early on, with a Heisman contender on one of those teams. I don't know. He was terrible Saturday. I don't know about that anymore. But (laughs) We'll see. Kansas and TCU are both undefeated, and uh, college game day will be in Lawrence Saturday for that game. OU and Texas, nowhere to be found in the top 25. New rankings out, AP, uh, big, Big 12 teams. Oh, Alabama, by the way, back to number one after Georgia almost got beat by Missouri. That giant kicker for Missouri almost beat him, TJ. He was in a zone on Saturday night. Gave them uh, everything they wanted, man. First half, yeah. it looked like it looked like it may happen. So they look vulnerable. Mm-hmm. OSU seven, uh, TCU seventeen, Kansas nineteen, Kansas State twenty. Those are the Big Twelve teams. Uh. I miss Baylor. <laughs> Is Baylor unranked now too? Yeah, that's their second loss. Isn't yeah, it? that yeah, was their second out. loss. What if I told you, I mean, I was going to say beginning of the season, probably just two weeks ago, but let's say beginning of the season. Beginning of the season. We're not yet halfway into the season. There will be four teams ranked in the Big 12, and they will be OSU, TCU, Kansas, and Kansas State. I would have. <laughs> Well, I would have done that. I would have. I would have. I would have what were those team. teams picked in the preseason? I'm gonna look that up real quick. I mean, OSU was obviously a- uh, uh, predicted to be top 15. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, Baylor would have been in there, and we would have expected that. Well, Baylor's not ranked. They're not, Baylor's ranked, not ranked, ranked. The three teams we would have expected to be in there are not ranked right now. Uh preseason. Yeah, Baylor was number one, remember? OU was two. I think OSU was three, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Hang on if you're uh, on the phone. Okay, here we go. The four teams ranked right now in the Big 12 preseason poll were three, five, seven, and ten. <laughs> OSU was three, Kansas State was five, TCU was seven, and Kansas was ten. Proving what I've said for four. years. Nobody knows what they're talking about. No, nobody knows. All right, let's go to the phone. Ringo, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Kiro. Um, man, this is a tough one today. Uh, I want to echo a little bit of what that last guy said, but disagree with some of it. Th- that, to me, felt like uh, that West Virginia Tavon Austin game a little bit. But even that day, that night, I felt like it was more, you know, Again, I'm not a I'm not a football coach, obviously, but that seemed that night against West Virginia a little bit schematic, a little bit lightning in a bottle. Uh, this yesterday, this on Saturday, man, was was way tougher to watch. It, I'm going to echo a little bit of what he had said too. That as an OU fan, under the the, the 
Brent Venable's regime, I had felt like early on this team seemed tougher, seemed more physical, seemed really to care about playing for the name on the front of the jersey a lot more, and it was refreshing. There was, in my opinion, as an OU fan, that didn't seem like that was the case on Saturday. And I'm going to tell you, too, I I thought a little bit, too, that, hey, I'm not sure how some how hurt some of these guys, not all of them, obviously, but I did think there was a little bit of tapping out going a little on. That was hard to watch. Now, where I will disagree with the guy is that when he said the cupboard, you know, isn't fair. Well, listen, do we have enough to beat what we've and play better than what we have? Absolutely. There's no excuse for that. You can argue, you know, that the cupboard is as full now as it was in 98 and 99 when Bob got here and we managed, you know, to make chicken salad out of that deal. Well, I don't, I, I, without, you know, taking a shot at some of these college guys, I do think some of the guys that were playing well early on, they were playing above their head and, they're just guys. They're not. We don't have a lot of difference makers. I do think Billy Bowman's a pretty good player. Um, I do think Danny's going to be a pretty good player, and then Canick. But Canick doesn't know what he's doing yet. Other than that, I think there's just a, some guys, and then some other guys that are not very good. It shocked me to watch TCU's quarterback just flat out run a few of those guys. There was one play. Uh, it was I think it was the second quarter, and Key Lawrence comes down in the hole in a run fit. And he just gets out-athleted and outran, and that was hard to see. Um, I, I, uh, if anybody to me was on my radar on my couch, it was whoever decided to um, offer the backup quarterback uh, a scholarship. I felt like if Uncle Rico could come in and maybe chunk a few <laughs> balls a little bit better than possibly what we were seeing by the backup, and a couple of my buddies were arguing, screaming about. Why are we not throwing the ball with him? Why are we not throwing the ball? Well, to me, if we would have decided to throw the football with him, there was going to be three plays and get out and run about 15 seconds off that clock, and, and it ended up being like 87 to 20 or something. There was, We had no chance to complete a pass. That was the old Pat Jones era, in my opinion. Let's just run it and get the heck out of here. But looking forward, again, I, don't, I do not want to be that doom and gloom guy because I'm all about what Brent's trying to do here. I'm Team Brent and will be. But it's hard to find a lot of W's if, if Dylan's out. It just is. And I wanted to see General Booty in there, too, but I wanted to see him in mop-up duty. Now, I don't know what we do going down there on Saturday. It feels a little bit like the Cody Thomas you know, regime that we had a little bit where you knew you weren't going to complete a forward pass, but you had a couple guys to hand it to back there that were going to the NFL. I just really wonder, these guys that are here now, I don't really know what they're – how they pick themselves up off the mat and find a way to get going for the rest of the season. So, hey, thank goodness for you, T-Row, and a boomer sooner. But, oh, man, it, I, we, we're not even going to win a state championship this year. That's going to be hard for us to do. So, all right. All see right. you, fellas. Thanks, Ringo. See ya. Um, listen, it's bleak. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be, and whoever it is, I don't know who they're going to hand the ball to. Like Javante Barnes is healthy, but is Gray is Eric Gray is Marcus Major? I don't know. It's bleak, okay. But here's a ray of sunshine, TJ. Well, please, 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 let's hear your ray of sunshine. In college sports, things can change quickly. 
We've learned that. Well, it can. It absolutely can. Look how quickly we've it learned changed that two the, weeks ago. We've learned it the bad direction. Mm-hmm. It also goes the other way. We've seen it in all sports. Now, the injury thing is, ugh, that adds an extra layer of difficulty to this. I don't know who's hurt, hurt. I mean, out hurt. I know, I don't, I'm not accusing anybody of faking anything. I'm just, there's some guys who appear to have suffered significant injuries maybe Saturday. I don't know who who's in, who's out going forward. That's That makes this a lot tougher. But college sports, the switch can be flipped. Um, Oklahoma still has a lot of talent. Okay, let's don't exaggerate that there's nobody out here that knows how to play football. They've still got a lot of highly recruited guys. I don't know how many NFL guys they got, TJ. That's the difference in this team and some of the last few teams. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this on the drive home Saturday. Marvin Mims will play in the league. I don't know how highly he'll be drafted. Maybe high. I don't know. I'm just saying he, he'll play in the NFL. Um, I think Anton Harrison will play in the NFL. He's having a nice year this year. Um, on offense, I couldn't speak with great confidence to anybody else. I think there's a chance that there's some of these young guys develop into that, like a Javante Barnes or a Jaden Gibson. Uh, but right now with a, with great um, assuredness, I don't know that I could definitely say I believe anybody. I would have said Dylan Gabriel before the year started. Right now, I, I don't think you can say that with any kind of confidence. S- defensively, mm, I mean, I think there are some guys who have a chance. Like he mentioned Billy Bowman. Okay, I, I think Reggie Grimes was an absolute menace the first three games of the year. I'm not sure I've said his name on the radio the last two games. I don't know where he went. Like, but he's got the size and talent, I think, to be a guy. And, you know, maybe an Ethan Downs, uh, maybe a Stutzman or a Bowman or but nobody with great confidence can I argue with you, TJ, that they're gonna be a pro, you know? Right, correct. So I I don't know how much elite talent there is on this team. Now, is there enough to go win in the Big 12? Yes, 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 yes. of course. Of course. And the the coaching thing, well, it's the first year. they got to get their act together, all that kind of stuff. Got it. Same thing with TCU, though. This is TCU's first year. New head coach, mm-hmm. new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. They look like they know what they're doing, right? He didn't wait around on Saturday. He's not waiting around to bring in different guys and, and set things up differently. They were ready to go. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have an answer, but I do know that in college sports, and I've seen it, football, basketball, and baseball, sometimes the switch gets flipped quickly and things just click or unclick from week to week. And there's your hope. There's your hope. Now, again, the injury thing makes this, like if Dylan Gabriel was the quarterback and Eric Gray is the running back for sure and – the offensive line is all healthy, and you definitely got Billy Bowman and, you, you know, all these other guys that are hurt. I'd feel a lot better about the chances of flipping a switch. But who knows? Maybe the backups have been waiting for their chance, and they're going to shine. Maybe Justin Harrington is set to become a star. Got to hope for it, right? 
Doesn't do you any good to just lay around and 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 wallow in your misery. You got to hope that some guys are up to the challenge. They are filled with pride, and they're going to step forward and shock everybody. Not just this week, but going forward. That's what you got to hope for. Maybe it's a general booty. I don't know. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four wheelers, side by sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations I 35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I 44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Tubby and TJ back with you on a depressing Monday. What's Monday normally? What are we on Mondays? Mental Monday? Yeah, people are, uh, people are mental, all right. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. Home of the eight ninety nine. Yeah, home coming, of the eight ninety nine listing fee. Mental Monday. Four oh five three six one thirty three eight or SaxonRealtyGroup.com. <laughs> We've it all does, gone mental. It does apply. Yeah. Uh I'm telling you right now, everyone, I will not get to all your texts today. But I'll try to get to as many as possible. Yeah. Uh, before we get back to the phone lines, Air Comfort Solutions text line. I am uh, ten thousand percent standing with this team through everything. I trust what BB is going to do. I trust the process. No matter what, Texas sucks. Boomer Sooner. That's from Chaos Sooner. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Really, I see no break in the logic chain there. <laughs> no matter how bad it's going for OU, right? The second half of what he said is 100% accurate. Or, sorry, 10,000% accurate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was baptized on Commerce Street. Spent many fall days praying this was the last day John Blake would put it all together, thinking back to the bone was brilliant. Fingers crossed this D.C. from Florida can figure it out. Opposite end end zone of the Superman play. Then the next Superman that landed in Norman for a year. Whether standing in prominence or in flames, dreaming of the past, a big chunk of the fan base will always be there, even if we are losers. (laughs) Who's that from? Didn't sign it. Didn't sign it. He was baptized on Commerce Street, though. Uh, DG is thinking too much, trying to be perfect and showing his rattled nerves, in my honest opinion. I'm wrong about almost everything, TJ. Mm-hmm. My batting average is far and away the lowest on this radio station. Uh, I However, don't I don't know. I do remember coming on before the year started saying, I just put together my spotter boards and I'm a little concerned here. You did. We don't have a lot of guys who have made plays in college football games, and even the quarterback has never done it in front of anybody more than 40,000 fans. Right. And I'm not giving it up to myself here, but maybe that's playing out a little bit. Like, we built up a lot of guys in our heads to say, well, that guy was just being held back by Lincoln Riley, or now that this guy's been coached by somebody other than Alex Grinch, he's going to flourish, or, you know. I'll give it up to I myself. We're partly the, the national. We come after the. How dare the national media think we're going to lose lose three or four games? You know, sometimes we get too close to this stuff. We do, but we were also the ones. I said in August, I'm getting concerned. Everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit. Everything seems too positive, as if there will not be growing pains. Yeah. And then you did the spotter board. You said what you said. And so there was some hesitation there on our part. I've got, we'll so pat, are you I'm patting saying myself on we're the, back. the I'm patting you on radio your back. station in town? Is I'm, that what you're saying? I'm radio saying show? we're the smartest radio show. People frame huh. us as homers, 
but we drop things here and there outside of our homerism that makes sense sometimes. You sometimes. in uh, Alabama you week, uh, Texas-Alabama week, what were you saying? You said, I picked Texas to win that game. I was the only one in the country. You said, everyone's saying one thing. That means yeah. it can only go the other way. We end right. up with a close Heck game. Going. Gosh, now we are so bring smart. It up, we are we geniuses. We are so smart. I am That's patting right. myself on the back. Hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. Before Gosh. we move on to the next call, let me see what TJ's gut was Saturday. <laughs> it was uh, 35-32 OU. Didn't and feel good I went about it. One yeah. for five on my three predictions. So <laughs> maybe we're not geniuses. <laughs> right? Hey, dang stop it. it! I thought we stop were, it. were for geniuses. just a second. I thought we were geniuses, but it turns out we are Homer we're geniuses. We're idiots, but we're we're some type of genius. <laughs> turns out we're idiots. All right, go ahead. What else you got? Uh, let's get. Uh, we got dueling Chris's here, so let's get uh, Sooner Chris in here. Uh, all right, Sooner Chris, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Chris. You're on the air. Yeah. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, good morning. Love your show. And, Thank you. Uh, you're the only radio station, sports radio station I listen to. And Appreciate I've been it. listening to you guys. And I'm sitting out in my garage looking at my giant flagpole with an American flag on top and OU flying proudly below it. That'll and I've been going to OU games for over 60 years. Started when my dad was alive and taking me to see Bud Wilkinson. And uh, I just, you know, I watched that game. And then I, I saw the tackling, you know, or the attempted tackling. And then after that, I said, okay, I'm going to watch the OSU game. And I tell you what, OSU, can re- you know, they were, they were tackling good. It didn't matter what channel. Uh, you could watch the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, the way they tackle. The way they tackle. And, and uh, you know, the reason I called, I don't know which one of you guys said it, but, you know, maybe it's about time for Teddy. I'm sure he's got his pads in the closet and ready to go. Maybe he needs to go give a demo on how to tackle because we don't tackle and I'm still, I'm a hundred percent behind the program and, and love it. And I'll die. Oh, uh, you. And, but it's just really frustrating. And especially after all the talk about the defense, defense, defense and getting Venables and we still can't tackle. And I just wanted your opinion. What's really going on then. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you listening to the show and, um, and calling in today. Let me let me just. I don't know what the answer is to tackling. There's a guy, uh, Teddy's the football expert that works at our station. He can in the afternoon, I, and I would encourage you the Oklahoma breakdown. Teddy went on. I thought about playing it this morning. His kind of a breakdown of what he saw defensively from OU on Saturday is fantastic. The podcast he does with Gabe, and I'm sure he'll do it again this afternoon. Really, I mean, he, he there's a reason why he's the best color analyst in all the college football. He's honest about it. When things are good, when things are bad, he's an expert. He's not just some Yahoo who's watched a lot of football who thinks he knows what he's talking about. That's me, okay? All right, he calm knows down what he's talking with the Teddy about. love. Jeez. What was I going to say? Why did I get down the Teddy? Uh, <laughs> tackling, something with tackling. Oh. No, here's what, here's, like, you know, all the things, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. Is this guy any good? What, what? Here's something that I do know and we should know as a fan base. Brent Venables is an outstanding defensive football coach. Proven. Fact. For decades. The best in the country. He has continuously put put defenses in the top ten and often number one in a multitude of categories. The Clemson defenses the last decade have been the best in college football. And the Oklahoma defenses before that is the golden era we're trying to get back to. 
Brent Venables is a proven defensive genius. He did not forget how to coach defense. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know if it's going to be in the next game. I don't know what it's going to be. But Oklahoma is going to play great defense with Brent Venables as the head coach. He's not guessing. He knows what he's doing. He's going to recruit well. And he's got a system that works. So in that, you could take some solace. Now, I wish it was already clicking. It looked like it was. That's the maddening thing, right, Teej? If they'd come out of the gates like this, you'd say, well, they just what? Uh, they look so great early on. Mm-hmm. Leading the country in categories and holding opponents to 10 points a game. And I know they were bad teams, but still, it looked great. But Oklahoma will play great defense under Brent Venables. Hopefully it starts this Saturday against Texas. I don't know when it's going to happen. But that guy is proven. Not like one year proven. Okay? Like 20 years proven. And the guys that he's put around him on this defensive coaching staff are proven as well. So maybe there's a little something to sink your teeth into, TJ. The, on a day that seems like there's not a lot of hope, That that's one thing we do know. Agree? Agree. The one thing that we don't know is, can he play both roles? We don't know, like, the him in a head coaching role right. is new. So this will be fascinating to watch. This will be fast. It is and will be fascinating to watch. Uh, you want to take another something? Or yeah, we, we can get it uh, here. Uh, another Chris uh, has called in. Is that his name? Another Chris? Yeah, this is uh, Sooner Chris out in <laughs> oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, I went backwards. So regular Chris went first. Now Sooner Chris. All right. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, no. <laughs> Good morning in, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania today, Chris. So you guys are going to have to work with me for a minute because I'm going to make you look smart, okay? Because there was some discussion earlier about whether you were or not, um, according to T. Rowe. We so, are not, but go ahead. When this well, – I work with me. So when this season started, how many – what was the percentage of players that had not worn an OU uniform? In a game, I think there remember? were forty some guys, right? Like right around fifty percent, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Okay. And um, how how long was it that Brent Venables uh, was hired when Lincoln Riley left? So so he, he this is all how many months again this year? Nine months. Well, ten now. Exactly. It was nine months when the season started. Exactly. And um, what was that recruiting class? Quiz. How much of that recruiting class left with? Uh, with Mule uh, Shoe. Nice, uh, yeah, nice chunk. Yeah, a lot, quite a few. Nice chunk. And here we are um, with, with the reality of those situations, right, those facts. And, and we have a top six, top seven recruiting class in, in a few months. Um, we showed what the team's capable of in, in the first three games anyways. Um, we have a first-year head coach, period. This is the point you guys made. And... We as Sooner fans are our crimson-colored sunglasses. Um, but, you know, what was the expectation? You know, well, I mean, we're, to you be, really to be it, fair, not to get blown out by TCU and Kansas State. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. with you, and I appreciate I think they you trying to give it up some to losses, us. but not back to back, and where you just got whipped both games uh, by by the uh, 
words of the coaches themselves, that was embarrassing on Saturday. And Sooner fans don't want to be embarrassed. So I'm with you. I, I, I Going to a college football playoff was unrealistic probably, but I don't. It, getting embarrassed is not what anybody wants. No, agreed, agreed, and and that's a and that's a fair point, and that's that's pride, right? That that's pride in a program, that's pride in a fan base, that that's pride as an individual wearing crimson and cream on Saturdays or any other day of the week. My point is is that you're you may, you hit it right on the head, the nail on the head. Brent Venables has displayed nothing but top talent defenses. It's what's going to happen? It will happen. So you know what. Um, Great points earlier by people, um, some overreaches earlier by people, but you know, just just pump the brakes and let's let's let the process take us where we where we're going to head this year and next year. Thanks, Chris. Have a good day up there in guys. Pennsylvania. Yeah, Thanks for listening. Now we appreciate it, uh, TJ. We, we we are letting people not named Chris call in today too, right? Or is no. this a Chris only day? Chris only day. Uh, hmm. That's what I've limited it to to all Chris's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 735-405-3299,000. If you'd like to call in, you can text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Whole show today is a Yella Gosney OU review. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, welcome back. All right, Teach, how about... um? How about a couple of bowl projections? See if this makes us feel better. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Make everyone feel better. <laughs> go ahead, compared to what it was two weeks ago in hey, the Peach Bowl. Here's some now good you news. go ahead. Here's some good news. They've got us in bowls. So uh, that's now They good. do have them bowl eligible, huh? Yeah. Huh. I would say. I know. would like to know where those come from, but go ahead. Um, I got a couple of different ones here. This is College Football News. College Football News reporting OU will be in the. Texas Bowl, the Tax Act Texas Bowl. That's the one in Houston, TJ. Against Kentucky. These uh, bowl projections oh, guys always have sense of humor. Hey, let's, let's uh, do what we think is kind of cool now. We have Stoops against his brother's former team. It's going to be mm-hmm. fun. Kentucky, Oklahoma. We're going to put that down as Texas Bowl. And CBS this morning has OU in the Alamo Bowl for the second straight year against the USC Trojans. Yes! Get me bowl eligible. Perhaps in getting eligible, you have a win over Oklahoma State. You have a win over Mm -hmm. Texas. Give me those two wins and an Alamo Bowl against USC with a victory, and my season's golden now. Okay. (laughs) You've turned everything around. You've totally redeemed yourself. You sound like every OSU fan I've ever heard right now. Listen, I don't care if we went 3-9. and If we beat the Sooners, I'm happy. (laughs) I'm just saying, we're not playing for anything at this point. Give me those three things. Sean is on hold. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good good morning, Toby. And uh, I hate to admit it, I probably sounded a lot like TJ myself and uh, a Payne, a Payne County uh, supporter. Um, well, I think you guys have done a great job today. Uh, I echo a lot of what, what you've uh, said. And I will say this to you fans out there, and I spent the last couple of days echoing this to some people. You can be upset and and still love the program and your university and your alma mater and all that, and you should be upset. Um, 
K-State is a 500 program, and TCU went 5-7 and seven last year. And as you echoed, they've got a new coach, and Sonny doesn't have his people in yet either. Um, but the whole deal, like the, the gentleman that just called, hey, newsflash, college football programs since the dawn of time, or at least since World War II, you're going to lose 30 to 40% of your roster every year before the transfer portal, and with the transfer portal, it's even more closer to that 40 number. That's the game. I'm sorry. Uh, OU still has 46 blue-chip players on this roster. So this is not – This is. I think you're right about maybe having guys that are next-level players or guys that, quote-unquote, are difference makers. But there is talent on this roster. This was an 11-2 and two team, and granted, it was bailed out a little bit by quarterback play at times last year, both Rattler and Williams. But that whole deal is not holding water with me that the cupboard's bare and we need his guys. This was, By the way, yeah, this recruiting class currently is ranked eighth. Last year's the one we signed, I mean sixth. Last year, the one we signed was ranked eighth. So... There's talent in in the uh, cupboard. I'm not buying that this is a team bereft of talent. I would ask you, though, um, what Bevel, who I watched, and he, I mean, he came in in the backup role in their bowl game, and he played okay. I mean, he played good for Pitt last year in that instance. That poor kid looked like a guy that hadn't practiced. I mean, and I get you, you have to squeeze the playbook when a backup comes in down to a set amount of plays, but that was disturbing how ill-prepared he looked. And you're probably right about the environment and all this stuff, but uh, it was an eye-opener Saturday on a lot of levels. I, I can't think of the last time I've seen that since maybe we played in 98, 97 on some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, well, sorry. I mean, Rambling. we've had no, no, that's good. Thanks for the call, Sean. I appreciate it. Thanks, um, Toby. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, we've uh, we've had some poor defensive performances around here, several of them. But we've had an offense capable of still going and winning the game or getting close. You know, that's the whole Texas Tech thing that we laugh about all the time. TJ or cry about whichever side you fall on. The Patrick Mahomes Baker Mayfield game is. Right, I mean, they gave it what fifty six that night. Yes, it's fifty five Saturday, and honestly, TCU probably could have scored more if they wanted. But the OU offense was a juggernaut and could go overcome that. So, while the defense is shocking, and what has happened the last couple of weeks is hard to explain, uh, why the offense hasn't played better the last couple of weeks is is equally a mystery. And even before Dylan got hurt, you know, they seem to have some things going. Remember that first drive? They take the football, first three plays, they have, like, big chunk running plays. Mm-hmm. And then Marvin Mims, of all people, puts one on the turf. And then they get the ball back. They got an open receiver, sails it over his head. Um, you know, that happened four or five times where we just missed guys or – so I don't know. Uh, the offensive line has not been as good as we thought it was going to be in the preseason or some people thought it was going to be. So as for Davis Bevel, 
tough situation. Did not look confident. I think that's safe to say. But I I do think that there is the possibility, at least, that with a week of being the number one guy and knowing you're the number one guy and getting all the reps in practice, if that is indeed the direction they decide to go, that there's a chance he looks significantly better on Saturday. There's a chance. I, 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 I don't know what the atmosphere will do to him or anybody, for that matter. That, that The atmosphere applies to a large part of the decision-making as to who's going to play quarterback this week if Dylan Gabriel can't go is who will embrace and not be scared of the atmosphere. How wild will the atmosphere be, though? I mean, it's OU Texas. It's always, once you get in there, it's amped up and you feel differently no matter how your season's gone. But I kind of wonder what kind of energy there will be when both walk in with two losses. Well, let's say it's dialed down a notch. It's still still, still OU Texas. It's still a big environment, yeah. You still got the ramp. You still got the pomp and circumstance. You still got driving into the state fair. You still got staring at Texas for half of the game and staring at OU for half the game. I mean, it's still... Whoever they trot out there has never played in a game like this. That includes Dylan Gabriel. So who has the personality that, and again, I'm going to bring up a name nobody likes, that Caleb Williams had last year when he said, give it to me. I'll, I'll be a star in this game. You know, we've seen guys on both sides of the Red River wilt in the spotlight of OU Texas. And we've seen guys be stars on the stage that it provides. Boy, I don't want to peek too early with my uh, with my um, uh, verbiage today, TJ. This week, TJ. <laughs> be careful. Gotta save some of the vocabulary. You know what I mean. So, um, I would say part of the decision making is who can execute the offense, and some part of the formula is who do we believe has the moxie and the makeup to lead a fo- our football team in this cauldron so maybe that's davis i have no idea never talked to him in my life maybe with a week of him being the guy certainly you know he's got a lot of things to like you know the six six the size the arm strength a couple of times he let it fly he could wing it downfield now so maybe it's that but i don't know he didn't he did not give us confidence by what we saw on saturday at all. All right, break time. Back to more of your text next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. They just say so much. You heard them right there, West Yellagosny. It is a West Yellagosny Sooner review today. Oklahoma City's uh, top-rated personal injury lawyers. Perhaps that's who Dylan Gabriel needs to call and get hit uh into an accident, they can take care of you. 405-800-8080. West Yellow Gosney, this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Dirty Group. plays, what that was. That was a dirty play. I think he's got a case, so they may be able to represent him. Uh, Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour, home of the 899 listing fee. Give Terry a call. Say, what's up with that, Terry? 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Holy jeez, let me scroll down to the beginning of these. Uh, if Gabriel doesn't, uh, does play this weekend, I still have faith Oklahoma can beat Texas. Without him, I'm not going to hold my breath. Well, it would certainly make you feel better, wouldn't it? it I mean, 
I, I think Dylan Gabriel is a good quarterback. I don't know what he struggled with the last couple of weeks. We see it, like I said earlier, we see it. Some of these throws are just brilliant. And he certainly has the experience. He's got the best chance of any quarterback you can trot out there. So, um, yeah, that would make you feel a lot better if you saw eight warming up on Saturday. I would love to see that. I just And zero. Uh-huh. Um, and ten. Uh, what numbers one? You can keep, you can keep going down the list of numbers that are out right uh, now. Twenty-four. That would feel good to see him. Uh, Thirty-three. Marcus Stripling. I'd like that. Thirty-two. Is that R. Mason Thomas? Yeah, I'd love to see all those guys, but I don't know. You guys do a great job. One of the bigger takeaways I have is even after almost ten months of Schmitty, we still have a ways to go at least after seeing the last two weeks of OU being pushed around. All right. This brings me to another point that we've alluded to <laughs> over the summer. <laughs> hey, they maybe got rid of the kettlebells, Toby. Don't say maybe it. This isn't, Don't maybe this isn't say it. I'll be dadgummed if I didn't look over there and it looked like TCU had some strong guys as well on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know really, how to explain really it. strong guys on both lines on Saturday. I don't know how to explain it. It appears to me, and I have not, you know, done the reporting on this, TJ. I don't have the sources to back it up. It appears with to me that most of these college football programs are lifting weights and trying to be strong and fast. So Do you have that verified though? No, again, I cannot prove okay. it. Don't just throw out wild accusations. It, it appears though that maybe we're not the only place that has a strength and conditioning program. So, but I'm glad Schmidty's back. I'll say this too. I don't know how confident uh, Texas fans are right now going into this game. They did play good Saturday. That's going to help them a little bit, but you make a good point. You know, I've heard from one this morning, and is we've, that, we've already begun be back? trash talk. So, um, well, he's getting close, I think. So, possibly. I don't hate Does the that idea matter. That- I don't hate the idea of overconfident Texas fan. Oh, absolutely not. So hopefully that's what we get. I just don't week. know where their confidence level is. Definitely higher than Oklahoma's right now. Break time. Top of the hour break. We'll continue when we come back. It's a Monday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Back after this.